Attention, ride on bus, ride on extra, flash and flex riders. Fare collection will resume on August 1st. Fares will be collected at a new reduced rate. All trips are now only $1. Kids, seniors, and disabled still ride for free. The new reduced rate of $1 reflects Montgomery County's desire to provide equitable transit for all riders. Pay via Smart Trip card, download the Smart Trip app on your mobile phone, or pay with exact change. Learn more at rideonbus.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. My name is Corby LaCroix, and the song you're hearing right now is called Great and Mighty One, available on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your music. But for now, here's your host and my friend, Aaron Conrad. Great Redeemer, God of grace. All right, everybody, welcome back to Unscripted from my studios in Old Hilliard. And uh, second time guest, unbelievable. It's almost like Saturday Night Live. You know, they got the jackets or whatever. So second time guest, uh, so honored to have Coach back on. I want to I want to start off here um, very quickly. Uh, a believer, husband, father, author, ESPN analyst, coach, and uh, I, I like to call him my friend. But uh, uh, Coach, I want to start with um, a few quotes uh, because last time you were on, we talked about your book, which the, it's called The Film Doesn't Lie. And it's uh, the second best book I've ever read. Unfortunately, you, you're going to have to arm wrestle Tony Dungy because because he's still got the number one place. But uh, either way, two books that honestly have really impacted my life, not just me, uh, two uh, three other people. Uh, I want to read these to you real quick, Coach. Um, Doug Lightfoot wrote that my chapter, uh, my favorite chapter is Guard Your Heart, where Coach Dykes digs in deep as to why your heart is a battlefield and not a playground. The book is so valuable. And after reading it for the first time, I immediately purchased two additional copies to give to others. Uh, Andy Warnock wrote, I hated watching game film in college. Each of the many deficiencies were exposed. Nowhere to hide, but a simple recipe to get better. In his book, Jimmy Dykes challenged me and every one of my readers to get better. Uh, to keep, uh, I'm sorry, I keep a, the book next to my desk as a constant reminder. And after all, the greatest film that I will uh, have is as a husband and a father. And my family is holding the camera. Powerful words there. Um, thanks, Jimmy, for reminding me that the film doesn't lie. And that's from Andy Warnock. One more. Ryan Gramatico added uh, that I've always been a coachable, but the film doesn't lie has helped me to be my own best coach. And I'm now more intentional to evaluate myself, not only from a 10,000 foot overview, but to get more into the specific corners of my life. Huge credit to coach for the practical application of faith in life. This is a book that I will continually have in rotation for Christmas and birthday gifts for men in my life. I want to start there, Coach, because uh, the book didn't just impact me and our interview didn't just impact me. It impacted guys close to me. Those are three of my best friends. So thank you. Thank you for doing that. Well, I appreciate you saying that. Um, yeah, I think the book impacted me writing it as much as it's impacted anyone that's read it because God really 
you know, directed my path and really spoke to me about all those same areas that I, I wrote about. So I know a lot of people across the country have, have benefited from reading the book. I think they've grown with a closer, deeper, more authentic, more obedient walk with God. And that was probably the the underlying purpose of the whole thing was just draw people to a, just a, a closer walk with our Heavenly Father. So I'm glad to see that two years later, it's still reaping benefits and and doing good in people's lives. So I uh, appreciate you bringing it up. Thank you. Uh, you know, thank you. Uh, and, and I was thinking and praying over this this morning. Like, what, what do I talk to the great Jimmy Dykes about? And my, my thought was, you know, you're not going to talk basketball, but people get to hear you talk basketball all the time. I mean, you, you know, you're on ESPN. You, you do games. Um, I know what's at your core, and that's uh, your faith. And so um, do you mind if we spend time today? And I know we got, again, uh, you know, honoring your time. We've had a short period. Do you mind if we talk faith today? Sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I just wrapped up a series this week uh, called Grace Week, where I spent about five minutes every day talking about grace. Um, I, I wondered if you could speak to the word grace and what that's meant in your life. Well, uh, from a, a believer standpoint, it's just undeserved favor from God, mm-hmm. you know, um, all the goodness in our life that we can never do it, uh, so much good that we deserve anything from God. That's not, that's not how it's set up. So all the good in our life from the gift of eternal salvation to the gift of the Holy spirit, to the gift of how we get to live our life and free choice. That's all undeserved favor from God. Uh, a, a free gift from God if we choose to accept it. And that's what the word grace means to me from a spiritual standpoint, from a daily application standpoint. Uh, a lot of times it's how I, uh, how I treat other people. Mm-hmm. Having grace in my own home with my wife or our daughter, uh, friends, co-workers, uh, because we're all imperfect people. And it's so quick to not have grace with others when we rely so heavily on that word grace with our relationship with God and our eternal salvation. So that's a big word. That's a big word to chew off and, and bite into and have a, obviously make an impact on our life. But I think it's a, if there's five or six critical words in life that you need to understand and live by that word grace is going to be on that list. Right. Absolutely. And that's why I took a whole week. I think to unpack it is because it's not one day, it's not a minute, it's it's a whole week. And that wasn't even enough. I mean, I could I could speak to so much. So regarding grace, I, I uh, again, we could talk basketball all day, but um, you are an analyst. And yesterday we, we witnessed, and I don't know when people will hear this, but yesterday we witnessed Kyrie and, and, and the fans in Boston. And there was a lot of tension between the two. Let's just put it that way. There was, there was some moments. Um, you know, I think as an analyst, you probably don't get that during the game because you're doing the game. But I, I've seen now, since our interview a year ago, um, I've seen you handle, I don't know how else to say it, Coach, Twitter trolls. Um, you know, people that just come at you because their team didn't win or the referee didn't do whatever. Um, but you've handled, and I, I mean this genuinely, you handle on Twitter um, those type of responses with grace, truth, and love. And so my question to you is, how how do you do that? Because I think it's so important for us as Christians um, and believers to uh, display and, and not just talk, but, but to live it out. And I see you live that out on Twitter. How do you handle that? Well, first of all, I think social media makes all of us think that our opinions on something uh, are the truth or are needed. And they're not. 
right. they're not. Uh, it has a way of convincing us that that what we say really, really matters. Uh, and it doesn't all the time. So that social media to me, I'm, I'm very rarely on it other than when I'm posting something. Uh, if I get bored on a flight or my flight's delayed, I might scroll through it, look at stuff. Every now and then something will pop up that catches my attention. Uh, so I try to respond uh, to the good social media tweets about me. Every once in a while, I'll respond to one that's not because I think that's real life. Real life is not everything's always good and everybody thinks highly of you and you're the best analyst in college basketball. That's not real life. So I think it's important to respond to both the good and the bad, just like we have to on a day-to-day basis. Good comes across our path. How do we respond? Bad comes across our path. How do we respond? And I think it's okay to respond to, to negativity sometimes. I think that's, that's, that's part of life. That's part of being a real person. And, and most people, a lot of people probably think followers of Jesus they're not real people. They don't deal with that. No, that's wrong. That's wrong. We, we, we all deal with the same stuff. It's just a matter of how we deal with it. So yeah. I'm not perfect at it. I try to a few times that someone maybe gets on me about something, something I said or their team, or I favor this or that, or you're pulling for this team or that team, which is never the truth. It's not the truth. Uh, so I try to just respond with uh, truthfulness, with a very simple statement. No, that's not a true yeah. statement by you. And then I answer whatever the issue was. So um, I'm getting better at showing grace to people in that area. Uh, I try to stay away from that, obviously, as much as possible, because I've said many times before, I don't go to people. Uh, I don't accept criticism from people that I don't also go to for advice. There's not very many people right. Right. on social media that respond to me in certain ways that I'm going to also for advice. So I really just disregard it and move on there's so many other things in the world to worry about than what someone says on social media about you absolutely um since our last interview so it's been a year uh it's it's hard to believe coach it's been a year but uh it's been a year and and uh since that time i know a lot's changed in my life even the background's changed in my studio um how much has changed in your life i know you know we're live now you're in arenas but how much has changed in you both faith side and uh just from a professional standpoint yeah, probably. I mean, hopefully I've had a more um, grateful, thankful heart because when you're taken away from, you mentioned the full arenas and different things that are kind of cool about my job, uh, it reestablishes or resets your heart, at least it should, with the good and the thankful things that we should have and, and more of a grateful spirit about uh, probably that, that part of my life. Uh, I've always been very appreciative and felt very blessed to be working for ESPN for, I think it's finished my 24th year. That's a long, that's a long, pretty long run. I'm still going. Uh, but yeah. I think in the last year, God's really taught me more about uh, grace, which we've already talked about for others. Uh, he has spoken to my heart about being thankful and he continues to speak to my heart about um, our word choice and how important our words are. And those are probably the three most impactful things I think in the last year that have are changing with me and from, from, from that aspect, like everybody else, our world's back to normal. So my, you know, my world's gotten back to more of a normal workflow and travel and going to games live. And, you know, out of the 50 plus games I did this year, only two of them were were from my home studio. So I was on the road all the time, just like years past. So that, that part of it was just felt normal again, which was a good feeling. 
Hey everyone, my name is Cami Prannell and I'm the Executive Director for My Unscripted. We hope you are enjoying today's interview. My Unscripted is dedicated to helping others find their voice, passion, and follow their dreams. Our team can help create websites, apps, YouTube channels, podcasts, media, and social content. Whatever your passion and vision, we can help. Our good friend Manny Ahome of Samaritan's Feet once said, make sure your dreams and goals are big enough to create room for others to join you. We've created room for you to join us too. Find out more at myunscripted.com. Now let's join Aaron for the second half of today's interview. 14 minutes and 24 seconds. When I say that to you, I know that means something to you because I saw something that you spoke on once. Um, 14 minutes and 24 seconds has nothing to do with basketball. Uh, 1%. So what does that mean? Well, that's 1% of our day, 14 minutes and 24 seconds. And I'll I'll say it again. no, No one's too busy. I don't care who it is. You can be the president of the United States or the greatest brain surgeon in the world or a head coach or whatever. No one's too busy. But if it's important to them and they're wanting to live a life that honors God and grow and have a deeper, more meaningful, a heart change by God, you have to spend time. There's no other way around it. You, 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 can't, you, you have to spend time with anything that's important to you in life if you want to invest in it or have it invested in you there's a time commitment involved and it just kind of hit me a couple of years ago that just one percent of my day i can't spend you know quietly before the lord letting him speak to me let me pull, pour my heart out to him so i've been pretty consistent with that over the last couple of years and to me that's a that's a bare minimum uh one percent of my day to give back to god and and what that has done for me is it continues to remind me to make sure God, I'm placing God in the proper spot in my own personal life. I'm placing God in the own in, in his in the, in the right spot in our home. How I leave my home. Uh, so that 14 minutes and 24 seconds is just a guideline that I use for myself in terms of the amount of time I spend with God each day. Try to and I fight for it. Sometimes I have to fight for it, but uh, I think it's that important. I know it's impacted my life tremendously. And you mentioned uh, your home. I know uh, one of the things that I saw is I think I don't know if you still have them, but I think there's post-it notes throughout your house, uh, for, at the, all over the place, that have three words: uh, "Our words matter." And you mentioned it a minute ago, so I wanted to come back to it. Uh, can you just speak to how important our words are? Because I think that was so impactful in the book, and I know the guys that I mentioned earlier uh, also impacted them. Our words matter. And I I think in a social media world, we tend to forget that. Again, it goes back to my point earlier about your grace and truth and love on Twitter. Um, Our words matter. And that's posted around your home. Can you speak to that? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, there's a ton of scripture. If you just Google scripture about our words or scripture about, you know, our word choice, uh, man, it's 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 all over. It's all over the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it in Proverbs talks and, and, and a lot of it is encouraging us about our words. A lot of it is telling us the responsibility, the accountability that we will all have someday for every idle word that we spoke. Um, and so that, that kind of grabbed my attention when I really started digging into God's written words, and how important those are, but then our own spoken words or uh, the words that we put out on social media, uh, just everyday use of our words. It's more than just how we verbalize things, but that's such a big part of it. So um, I think if we really take the time to stop for myself and evaluate 
my word choice on a weekly basis? Am I, am I saying things that align with what God says about me? Am I saying things that align with his written word? Am I answering to uh, trials and tests in my life with words that speak truth about that situation? Or am I just flying off the handle and saying fleshly words? It's a, it's a constant battle and a constant challenge, but uh, I know that, that God uh, understands the importance of enough that he addresses it many, many times in, his, in the Bible, many times. And it's not just a one-time address. It's throughout that Bible. So if it's important uh, to him, it needs to be way, way more important to me. So I, I do have notes up in, uh, in my office, particularly I'm sitting right now. I have right there in front of me, our words matter. Because I want you to be reminded every day how I communicate with others, well, what I post on social media, the, the word choice I use in my home, how I lead my home with my, with my words, with my tone. It all matters. And we are fooling ourselves if we think that it doesn't. Because God is very, very clear that we will answer one day for, for our words and how we use them. I love um, one of the stories that you tell about um, having your headset on. And, um, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you tell it cause you do it much better than I do. Uh, but, but putting your headset on before a game and the many distractions and voices, can you talk to that for a minute? Because it was so powerful when I heard it, um, and read it as well. But, uh, can you talk to that for a minute? Cause you'll do it better than I will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, I think every analyst out there that, that, uh, football, basketball, baseball, uh, the average fan probably doesn't understand that there's a lot of voices in our headset like you have on right now during a game you're hearing way more than just yourself talk you're hearing your play-by-play partner you're hearing the producer the director the natural sounds in the building every now and then the, the, maybe the stats person will jump in there and at times you're talking while other people are talking in your ear so it takes a while to kind of get a, a, a trained ear and a trained tongue to understand that uh, but it also is a really good picture of how our everyday life works. You know, there's so many voices coming at us, trying to get our attention, trying to get us distracted, trying to get our eyes off of what we should be focused on. And, uh, you know, everything that, that everything that gets our attention doesn't deserve our attention. And there's so many things that are trying to do it throughout the day. I think you have to have a trained ear and a trained tongue and a trained heart to, to kind of rise above that and understand you can't, you can't get away from the noise. The noise is going to be there unless you just sit in your home all day in your bedroom with the door shut. Uh, there's going to be constant noise that's coming at you. And how you handle that noise, how you handle those distractions, how you handle things that are trying to tell you this is important, I need your attention, and can you rise up above all that and continue to let God's voice kind of steer you through your day and how you, you know, how you interact and how you uh, handle the, just the, the day-to-day life. I think it's really, really important. But uh, you have to understand that man, there's a lot of voices after us. And sometimes just a very gentle whisper that's trying to take you left when you should be going right. You have to have a trained ear to understand that that's just a gentle pull, but I, I need to stay away from it. Sometimes it's a really loud voice. The, the loudest voice in our day doesn't mean we have to respond to it. You have to respond to the right voice, and that takes a trained ear to do it. 
There's a, a story that Max Licato has, a children's story that we we bought, and I don't remember the name of the book. I apologize to Max, but um, it talks about uh, his daughter, and he and as a dad of a daughter, you you would appreciate. Uh, he's giving his daughter away to the knight that can make it through this forest, and uh, you know, spoiler alert: the the one that makes it through is the one that knew that the 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 king's voice. And it's just such a great story and I just destroyed it. But, uh, you know, that's the, the same concept is that we have to know his voice. And if we don't listen to it regularly and spend time with him, then we're not going to know his voice. We're in the deep of the forest. So, again, I probably just ruined a very good book by Max. But um, <laughs> um, all right. So, well, let's transition because I know we got a few minutes left. Um, how great was it to be back in Pack the Rangers again? Yeah, it was good. It felt normal again. You know, I was more... Uh, pleased about it for the coaches and the players. Yeah. You know, it's such a, you get 30, 35 chances a year to play a game and you practice all year in an empty gym. And those are, that's where, that's where the real memories are made. And, you know, you find this, how well your team handles noise and stress and all those things in a, in a packed gym. But it was great to see the fans again. I really enjoy talking to fans that have the access to come down where I'm broadcasting games and, either say hi before the game, get a picture. If I'm walking out the building, I, I enjoy that part of the job. I enjoy seeing people and getting to know people and shake their hands and taking pictures with their kids, whatever. So uh, completely different than the year before when all the games are right here from my home studio. Yeah. So uh, it, it was good to be back. When, I mean, God made us to have relationships with people and yeah. interact with people and not, and not, not be isolated. The, the enemy loves us isolated. I think he he did a lot of damage during the pandemic when guys and just people in general got isolated by themselves. So right. it's good to get back out and, and get get going again, being being involved and building relationships with people like we're supposed to be doing. Well, love your selfies with Carl and the mascot. Just, they're, they're pretty good. Even though I'm an ACC guy, you're an SEC guy. It's all good, Coach. It's all good. It's all love and grace and all those things. Um, all right, so you're a cheer dad, and have you watched Cheer on Netflix? I, I have not personally. I think my wife and daughter have watched it. If that's what they're watching when I walk through the room, <laughs> cheer show. Uh, but there's a lot of cheer talk in our in our home because our daughter is a high school cheerleader. Uh, my wife is the head high school cheerleading coach at the high school she goes to. It's uh, it's a big job. She has she's blessed to have a lot of impact on thirty. I think there's thirty five girls on her squad, so uh, she has a lot of life impact on them. But there's a lot of cheer talk. And a lot of college basketball talk in our home. Uh, once college basketball season's over, there's no college basketball talk. It's all cheer. So uh, that's a that's a tremendous sport, you know. And that's yeah. those kids are athletes now in cheerleading. They're they go to combines and they get tested in the forty meter dash and the shuttle run and push ups and all kinds of things. So wow. it, it, it's a very competitive world, and I I really enjoy uh, just the stories my wife brings home from cheer practice and watching our daughter grow in that sport as well. Well, and two of the most impactful moments in the tournament may have been cheerleaders getting the ball off of the back yeah. of the backboard, right? It was. Yeah, it was. You're right. It was, I think they made uh, one shining moment. So, all right. A few last questions uh, with the success of film doesn't lie. And I'll have all the links. Um, and, and actually let's just pause there. Um, where can people get the film doesn't lie? Just so we make sure we cover that because it's a fantastic book and I can't recommend it. Yeah, it, it's still, I mean, it's still, I see people ordering it or they tell me they ordered it off of Amazon or Barnes and Noble, all those websites. Um, people still order it through our, our own personal 
uh, website, coachjimmydykes.com. Those books come to me about once a week, and I sign a personal note in them and, and, and get them out. Uh, if they order it off of coachjimmydykes.com, then you get a personalized version as well. So I think they're out there all over the place. There's a lot of good reads, but I think the book that God laid on my heart to write, uh, if you really take the time to quiet your heart and create a space for him to speak to you, I think that book will lead you in that direction. I really do. I do too. That's why I love having you on. And honestly, the day after, uh, you know, spending time in grace week, Easter yesterday, celebrating, I tweeted it today. Uh, not, no, no plug. Um, I, I tweeted it today, but honestly, there's nobody I think I'd rather spend time with this morning than you. And, and, uh, uh, just just listening to your heart because I appreciate the book and everything that you wrote in it so much. I really mean that. I, I genuinely yep. mean that. It's it's uh, one of my two favorite books. Um, Unless and so, Tony Dungy would have been available, then you would have. <laughs> no, coach. No, no. I, 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 you, no talk you always got. got talk you always got a place, coach. Podcast, man, come on. You always got a place. You always got a place. You know that. Um, all right. Uh, with this, so, do we want to break news? I don't. I don't know if you can break news. I don't even know if it's true. Um, with the success of the film, doesn't lie. Is there a follow up in the works? Uh, not right now. I mean, but I didn't have plans to write the first book, and God, okay. God laid it on my heart, and continued to lay it on my heart, and lay it on my heart again, to where I just said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to be obedient to this. I don't know exactly what I'm writing or where it's going to go. So. Um, but I'm open to it, but it's not something I'm going to force. Um, I, I enjoyed it. You know, it was a, it was a, it was a real task. I have great appreciation for authors now, uh, that, that take the time to, to write a book. And I wrote, I wrote every word. I didn't have a ghostwriter or anyone helping me. And I'd never written anything before with that much depth at all. So, uh, but who knows, I, I could next week, I could have a wake up in the morning and have something laid on my heart and say, here we go again. But, until that time, I got a lot of other things. I I love being on podcasts with people and speak to men's groups across the country. And I, I stay really busy in the off season. So if there's no book being written, it just allows me a little bit more free time to maybe spend with my family, which I love. Well, the impact of the book that you have written is uh, is massive. Uh, and I can speak again. There's three guys. That, that's just three that I know of. That's three that I reached out to and said, hey, you know, what were your thoughts on the book? So, um, uh, and I can tell you, I have a book proposal sitting on my desk. I haven't even filled out yet. Um, so I know how hard even filling out the proposal is, let alone getting it to, uh, to actual print. Um, uh, last question for you. Uh, and I appreciate you so much. Um, this is a random question, but, uh, because we probably should talk some basketball, how big is the transfer portal in basketball? And do you think it's a good or bad thing? Well, it's, it's huge. It's, it's driving the sport right now and rosters are changing daily um and the that would you agree with it or don't agree with it if you're a college basketball coach you better be on top of because that's where rosters are being built right now Uh, i think it has a chance to hurt the high school athletes coming out uh, because i think there's some scholarships being held for the spring semester that would have been taken up by high school kids uh, because coaches are waiting to see who's available in the transfer portal and i get it like if you can get a guaranteed older player that's proven himself at the college level and you feel confident he can help your squad, then man, you got to go, you know? So, but we'll, I just don't know for sure where it's going to, and we won't, none of us, but we can all guess right now and tell you this is what's going to happen, but we don't know. But you listen to guys like Nick Saban, who we should probably listen to when he speaks, when he says he doesn't think this is a sustainable uh, model that we're in, 
we might need to listen to it. We might need to make some adjustments to it. So uh, right. I follow it like everybody else. It's part of my job to stay up on top of what school is getting what players and who lost. That is, it's, it's, that's a full-time job right now. But if you're a college coach uh, and you want to stay relevant, you better be using that transfer portal to your advantage the best you can. And most of them have only two or three teams last year that, that I really watched or covered that kind of didn't. Um, and, and they may change going forward. There's nothing wrong with building your roster either way. I just know the momentum right now and the popular thing to do is uh, to get proven players to come in that are eligible immediately. They don't have to sit out. And so we'll see where, where it takes all the sports, not just college basketball. Right. Well, thank God for Brady Manning. <laughs> That's the only thing I'll say about the transport. But otherwise, I agree with you. I think, I think you know, there's we could have a whole conversation on that. But, Coach, thank you so much. I know you got 1130. you got to bounce. Um Thank you for your time. Thank you for another year of covering college basketball. I love hearing your voice, and uh, I love your love, grace, and truth on Twitter, and uh, I look forward to following you again. Maybe let's do it again in a year from now. All right. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much. Right. Talk to you soon, Coach. All right. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Unscripted Podcast with your host, Aaron Conrad. Make sure to like, share, follow, and review on your favorite podcast platforms. Also, make sure to check out my song, Great and Mighty One, on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your music. We'll see you next time on Unscripted with Aaron Conrad. redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.